Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70 Millimeter, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I'm joined by dear friend and artist Danny Haas. I need the person whose decision was to shave off Momoa's beard fired. He looked like a a baked potato in in the poop suit. And our spiritual advisor, Protolexis. When you have... The, the second, the, the, the biggest event since the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there's no way you're not going to have a sequel to it. And together as friends forever, we discuss recently watched movies. In the second half of this episode, we're focusing on the biggest release since Star Wars The Force Awakens, Dune. Is this a five banger or a dud without an ending? Let's hold hands and find out together. Dune is here. Mm. It's time. I'm just going to throw out a few quotes that I saw in reviews ahead of this episode. Quote, better than Star Wars. Scandalous. Who was, who said that? I'm not going to name names. This is, this is a, this is a safe zone for Dune. Someone said that? Someone said that. Better than Star Wars, this is my Matrix. Someone said that too? Yeah. That was the same person? One sentence? No, separate people said this. I still want them both banned. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to set the stage. This is the probably the biggest episode in show history. We're probably going to have, you know, people checking us out. Dune, Dune, love Dune. We got, I got to see what these folks are saying about Dune. Pardo, what's your emotional state? You grew up on the Dune books, and at the bottom of the hour, we're going to get into Dune 2021. A, a page of Dune was put into my morning cereal for three years. I <laughs> ate the entire book. It's a part of me. So this is a big moment. So we put a poll on Instagram. Have you seen Dune? You know, polling the audience. We have a vibrant Instagram audience. 70mm pod on Instagram. Check us out. 70% said yes. Wow. How many times have you seen Dune ahead of this recording, Danny? Um, I will say I probably have seen it four times. Four times? What? Yeah. What? Should, we, should we hear Danny's rating right now for Wait, Dune? Wait, how many times in theater? Once in theater. Every other time on HBO Max. Oh my gosh. My, my initial bathtub. viewing was IMAX. There's no theater. need for a prayer circle, Jason in chat from DunePod. He's asking to sage the room ahead of these ratings. You're safe right now, according to what I just heard. Gom Jabbar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll get into that at the bottom of the hour. But before we do that, I do want to talk about one thing that I saw. I don't think we've talked about it on this show, but no. someone watched a 4K disc of Psycho, the OG. <sighs> Can we get into this, please? And tell me how this experience was. So um, I would say Psycho, Psycho sat on my top four for a long time. I honestly, once we get back out of spooky season, it might come back in my top four. Watching... 
Uh, I bought the 60th anniversary 4K uncut uh, Psycho. And from what I read real quickly on the back, the uncut was uh, the original theatrical uh, release uh, that Hitchcock wanted. And I believe they recut it for a wider audience for a shorter film or something. I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, But what I will say is this 4k transfer is incredible. I couldn't, there were moments where I think I was watching it with Casey, uh, who also loves psycho as much as me. And, um, I think there's probably just moments where I've made a noise just because of (laughs) what I was looking at the, the quality and could you make it for us? It was, it was kind of like, Oh, (laughs) something like that on the lines of that. You cut out. What was it? Yeah, my, you have to listen back. I don't know if I can do that again. We're gonna get slammed. We just—I just, I just um, got word. We just got kicked off of Discord. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't from the first shot where it like pans into her apartment and they're talking, and I couldn't get over how good the quality of this 4K was. And and I don't know if I remember. Um, I didn't really catch what was cut out uh, from previous viewings. I think maybe just stuff was trimmed for time, but. Um, it's gorgeous and it's a really great. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I just love this movie a lot. Uh, so if you have the means to pick up a 4k of psycho, I definitely recommend it because it's, it's an impressive transfer. So this was like a separate psycho release. Cause isn't there there a bundle disc that has a few of the, yeah, there's one with like, uh, vertigo and rear Window. window and psycho and probably another one, probably birds most likely three of those. Um, what I got was a steel book that I oh. believe was released um, at Best Buy uh, for the 60th. Man alive. It's, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. How come your wife, Casey, yeah, uh, will watch the movie Psycho, but she won't go on a ghost hunt with us <laughs> to a haunted house so that we can it's really true. get things mixed up? Yeah. It's it's the fact that um, ghosts are real and Psycho is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's so afraid of she, like an entity mm, attaching. Yeah, she's to not going to mess with the paranormal in real life. Correct. I clo- will. I'll we touch. Have to close the loop. She'll mess with psychos though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's married me. <laughs> so I remember watching that movie recently and being so weirded out that she gets in the shower before turning the water on. That's the most Does psychotic do that? moment in the movie. She puts That's, her head under the, the right. spout and then turns it on. Right. Nobody, nobody does that but a psycho. Maybe does she takes cold showers. If she takes cold showers, that's perfect. No, Cause that normal. was a steamy scene in more ways than one. It gets steamy. Emotionally. Yeah. There's steam in that room. Man, there's mm-hmm. an amazing shot. The shot where after all that scene is over and she's hanging out of the bathtub and it pans out from her eye uh, to her leaning over the tub. Man, what a shot in 4K. Mm-hmm. Impressively good. Mm. Um, so, wow. Yeah. I heard uh, Hitchcock shot it with 4K in mind. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he was that much of a visionary. Yeah, Cut right. the stream. Delete photo <laughs> from the chat. Come on. Come on. Uh, real quick before we hear about any other movies I do want to say hello to some new friends this week to our Patreon four bucks a month you can get access to our discords listen to us live as we record this and also our exclusive episodes in the 70mm vault that aren't available to the regular public 
Harakiri just dropped. Matrix 2 just dropped. Trevor, Andy, Jamie, Isabella, Alex, and Brandon all joined this past week. So thank you mm. for joining us. Thank you. Let me talk about one more 4K real quick that I watched for the first time. Okay. Um, the Shining in 4K. It is incredibly good. I could not get over it. And I talked Casey into watching it with me finally. She had been dodging watching this with me for a long time. Um, it's incredible in 4K as well. There's these older films shot, not, I don't know. There's just something about these transfers of these older films that are just looking absolutely incredible in 4K. Mm -hmm. It's something special. Like I, hmm. I enjoy watching older films, grainy and stuff like that. Like it's, it doesn't bother me, but man, to see it kind of crisp and, you know, I mean, you know, Kubrick would be all over having a 4K transfer oh. of oh, The Shining. Baby. It's probably because they shot on film, right? They just shot on expensive yeah, yeah, film yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's just transfers so well. Yeah. And I had seen, I saw in theaters the 4K transfer, the release of 2001, which is another insanely gorgeous movie. <laughs> but um, uh, The Shining is something incredible. And I, I love that movie. All work and no play make proud of it. Don't boy. There it is. <laughs> Man, remember Nicholson in that staircase? Yeah. That scene, never forget. He's like, uh, what was that jacket he had on? That like red, that velour? It's like cold it suede. Suede? Corduroy. Corduroy. How many fabrics can we name? <laughs> <laughs> Just name them all. Oh, we'll get it. Oh, God. Eyes wide shut in 4K will require an ID to purchase. That's, That's an all-time uh, letterbox <laughs> review of yours too, Slim. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. We do give away a free year of Letterbox Pro. So if you want to read my eyes wide shut R-rated review without ads <laughs> popping up, uh, share the show on social media and you get a, a chance to win a free year of Letterbox Pro, no ads. Uh, this week's winner, Miss Jess R on Twitter. Free year of Letterboxd Pro. Congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. She sent out a quote tweet this week. Oh my. Uh, about our most recent episode, Suspiria. Oh Sorry gosh. to Slim and Danny, but this episode was Proto's time to shine. Mm. Personal fave lines included, you just got to go with the vibe, man. Mm. And the ruthless, no, you had your moment. <laughs> <laughs> All time. He had a good show. <laughs> Great show. Great time listening to that Goblin soundtrack. Mm. Who posted the Goblin vinyl in Discord this week? Someone has it. Is that Ben? It's gorgeous. Who was that? Show them, Show yourself again, please. Coward. <laughs> uh, Proto, did you watch any movies this week? I did. There's one movie that I have to talk about. Uh, I watched uh, The Innocents. Mm. Oh. Jack Clayton directed... Uh, from 1961. Uh, it's based on the book, The, the Turn of the Screw by Henry James. Uh, whew, man, I gave this five stars. This was uh, an experience. This is a special horror movie uh, to me. And I know we gave our top five horror movies last week, but breaking, <gasps> I have oh. to update. Uh, this is now in my top five. Wow. Oni Baba what? is out. I just had to, I had what? to put it in. This movie is just so good. Uh, and I had to write, I wrote this long review. I just felt like I wanted to talk 
to someone about this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to talk to myself. So I wrote, you know, a longer review. Uh, I hadn't felt this way probably about a movie in the story since I watched the the original The Fly, mm. where I love that story too. Um, but yeah, it's just brilliant. Some of the things they, it feels so modern. The all the I won't spoil anything, but just the presentation of the character uh, Jessel is amazing. Just mm. every scene that she was involved in, loved it. Um, yeah, highly recommend this. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching this. We we bought the Blu-ray, and because this wasn't on the Criterion last year when I had to track it down, it was hard to find. It wasn't even on YouTube. Um, but some of the scenes in there, I thought are like genuinely frightening, and let alone yeah. in the '60s, people must yeah. be pooping themselves seeing this movie back then. Yeah, it's also written by Truman Capote, which um, you know I know the name, of course. Ever heard There's of the- him? Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. He has um, In Cold Blood, the famous book. Um, but yeah, just seeing his uh, him flex on us in this, this adaptation. <laughs> Capote. I think it's pronounced Capote. Capote. No, I have no idea. <laughs> don't listen to that, please. <laughs> please, God, don't trust me on that. Has he ever lied to us before? That's true. For, for anyone, the, there's probably some Netflix fans out there. The... Haunting of Bly House is based mm. on the same work as The Innocents. So take that for what you will. Mm. Yeah, I saw I saw Proto's review come in for it. And then I saw that you had also Slim gave it five stars. So I turned it on while I was working. Uh, and then I got like maybe 10 minutes into it. I'm like, oh, I can't do this while I'm working. It's I'm oh. already needing to have a sit down with this movie. So oh. I stopped it. Uh, hopefully going to jump back in this weekend to watch the whole thing. Cause I, I was just kind of, I really enjoyed the beginning and I kept like, God damn, I got to work. So I stopped it. So I need to, I need to give mm. this a good watch through cause wow. I'm, I'm excited. Mm. I'm anxious to see what you think. Uh, anything else, Brito? Um, only other thing I'll mention is I, I, I finally watched the, the Wolfman from 1941. I think that was the last th- one I needed to watch of the uh, Universal Monsters. Nice. Um, uh, I gave it three stars. You know, I just, I really love the whole werewolf thing. I'm just going to, you know, watch more of these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Danny didn't love this. I thought it was okay. It's just like the, the main actor is just so bad. He's yeah. like one of the worst castings I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for that reason. But um, there is a Bella Lugosi cameo in this, which is really mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, our boy. I will say my my biggest yeah the my biggest gripe was not just the actor, the character itself. He was just an a hole. Like I, oh yeah, even even Total how creep. he was written as yeah, he's just like a. I was like I didn't. I was like oh I don't want to even. I don't even know how to like pull for that guy. Like I was like oh should I should I be I don't know how to act watching this movie, and I just really hated that guy. Where are your earrings? Uh, what earring? The ones you were wearing. I saw you in the window wearing. I was oh, watching you. <laughs> like creep. Oh man, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. You're right, but uh, I'm glad you got to watch all the movie monsters. That's fun. Mm. Good was, time. Wasn't the Invisible Man also a creep? Weren't a few of the yeah. leads in these movies like a little psychotic? That guy. He was just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Do I want to talk about anything before we get into Dan? Real quick, I watched The Passionate Friends. Oh, yeah. On the Criterion, 1949. This was a uh, top four for an upcoming Letterbox show episode. David Lean. You might remember that name. Oh. Pardo's Journey. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, what else did he do? Lawrence of Arabia. The, let's see, a woman is torn between the love of her life who is married to someone else and her older husband. So Ann Todd is the lead. Claude Rains is in this. And Trevor Howard. And I watched this. You know, it's about, uh, the, the main character is kind of, she had a relationship with this one guy, but she married Claude Rains for like money and stability, et cetera. They have like a respect for each other. But she's still like, she meets up with this guy years later and they have a tryst and are found out. And then nine years later, they happen to be staying at the same hotel room next to each other. So they have like this kind of day out, this weekend out. God. And she's thrown mm. back into these feelings of like, oh God, did oh. I make the right decision? And there, I thought it was, I gave it five stars. I watched it twice. I watched <gasps> it the first time of the show and I'm like, you know, I think I kind of want to watch this again. <laughs> Never been done. Excuse me. And <laughs> I watched it again. I couldn't get over how they conveyed the regret in the lead actress. There are so many shots in it where the camera just shows her in a moment with her husband or in a moment at home where she's thinking, did I make a mistake? And it's like this long 30 second shot of just her sitting thinking. And I was just really taken aback by that. Also, the ending is insane. Um, 19, another thing, I, like 1949, I, I, I called out my review, but the ending involves something that I thought is extremely bold for 1949 and still holds up today, in my opinion. I thought it was fantastic. Wow. wow, wow I got to wow. fire this up. Yeah. It's on Criterion. It's on, the, it's on the Criterion channel right, right now. If I may. Yeah. Uh, Slim, you also saw another movie. Uh, you, want, you saw Edgar Wright's new movie this week. I did. Uh, last night in in Soho, and I have to say, I was I read your review. I was pretty perturbed. Uh, <laughs> yes, he didn't give any stars, and I was really I was really ready to go off on you about mm. this. Mm. You know, you know, you're complaining about being the first person in your group of friends to see a movie. You felt like mm. it was daunting to leave a rating. You have mm. like this out about being on the letterbox show and you're not going to mm-hmm. give a star rating. Very just cow, you know, I'm just thinking coward, coward, coward. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what I was thinking. I was ready just to, you know, say all these things that I'm saying right now. Uh-huh. But then I thought, you know what? I need to give Slim time to grow. I think, I think you could, <laughs> I think you could grow into being someone who won't have that fear, you know, who will mm. be brave in these moments and give, give the rating. So mm-hmm. I just want to say just, you know, just think about that. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> we are just categorically different in that respect. You, If you were on the Letterboxd show, you were having Edgar Wright's new movie, you're the first one, you would have no issues dropping a one star, two star. I mean, I, w- I was like, is star. Edgar going to be on the show? I'm ready. <laughs> mm. All I'll say about that review, I mean, Marcy gave it three stars. What's more, what's more to say in our mm. Discord? Speaks for itself. Settled. <laughs> it's over. But I had a great time. I went to the Philadelphia Film Center. Nice. Uh, I had a screening, secret screening. I th- uh, I'm so out of the loop on the film, uh, you know, the inner workings of Center City Philadelphia and film groups, film businesses, film, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. But when I got there, I said I was there for the Soho screening and I probably should have kept my mouth shut because I think it was a secret screening for members. <gasps> And wow, it's probably like a popular thing in 
memberships where you know they have secret screenings. I think uh, Small Tony goes to Music Box in Chicago, and I think he's mentioned secret screenings before. But I have no idea what the f a secret screening is. You know, I'm laying on my floor watching HBO Max every night. Um, so, but then they had like someone introduce the movie, and they're like, "Oh, it's you know." Thanks for coming. Thanks for being members. You know, it's a best kept secret in in town, but we're watching a last night in Soho. <laughs> Up until five minutes ago. <laughs> best kept but, secret. You know, and I wondered, like, I guess there's word of mouth in the memberships and the groups that like, oh, I heard we're we might be watching, you know, last night in Soho tonight or something like that. But I just thought it was a pretty cool experience that I kind of want to be a part of those groups, you know, mm. like the memberships and like mm. what's that experience like? Everyone just shows up. Monday night for a movie in in Philadelphia and they they don't know what it is that that idea is like crazy to me you know yeah what if it's a movie you don't want to see yeah this is the big release this year simultaneous day and date release on HBO Max much to the chagrin of many industry insiders. And this has been delayed for so long. We tried to scoop our friends at Dune Pod, but you know what? It felt right to let things simmer, let things marinate, gestate in our Discord, get all those reviews out there, all those rewatches. And this is our moment now. Denny Villeneuve's Dune. Proto, what is this movie? Before, before I give the synopsis. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people feel a lot of tension right now, a lot of anxiety. They're nervous. So I wrote a few joke, a few jokes. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm just I'm going to start it, start with a joke right now, um, and just you know get everybody feeling relaxed. So knock knock, who's there? Shy, shy who? God damn. Now. Uh, Slim producer, I'm going to need you just to put the uh, shout out Mapes over me singing it at that moment, you know, just so it like time it <laughs> perfectly. Please. <laughs> See what uh, I can do. So I wrote a little poem for the summary. <clears throat> Our story begins with a boy named Paul who lives on the planet Caladan. His family is moving to a place called Arrakis. It's known for its worms and sand. It's also got this stuff called melange or spice. It makes space travel super easy. But the planet is full of people called the Fremen who spit a lot and might make you queasy. Daddy Atreides is scared of the Baron who could attack at any hour. Harkonnens are ruthless and ugly and stupid, but Daddy has a plan. Desert power. <laughs> Betrayed by a Yui, Paul and Mom are hunted, sent to the desert to die. Paul can snort the spice and see giant buttholes, maybe? Hard to say. He was high. Dad is dead and Mom is preggers. Paul, a Fremen weeb. But before you are the Kwisatz Hatteract, you must first be Muadib. Dune. The poet is back. He's back. Took 80 episodes, but he's back. Unreal. The hype for this moment 
Not, I'm not talking about the movie, the hype for this moment of the mm. show. You know, yeah. our reviews have been hidden, ratings hidden, but everything's been leading to this moment. The movie is out, everyone's seen it. Danny's seen it five times by now. Mm-hmm. Proto, you grew up on these books. What was your experience? You saw this in theaters, right? You didn't watch it at home. I did. Yeah, so Jenna and I, JR scrolling on Letterboxd, went to see this. We saw it in the IMAX on Saturday night. Um, and I'm glad I did. I'm mm. glad I saw this in the IMAX because I watched it in the IMAX and then I did watch it at home. And uh, I'm here to say Denny was right. It's a different experience. Wow. It's a different experience. And I'm mm. glad that I can say, I can tell my children, my grandchildren, I was there. Mm. I was that there moment. to see it in the theater. Yep. What did Jenna think? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I really wanted to record her thoughts. We were I, That was the plan after we get out, mm-hmm. we record, but the kids, you know, the babysitter, we had to pick up the pick the kids. And then after that, Jenna, she just kind of lost steam. So I, I would still love to sit down and talk to her about it. But I will say she's not a five star. I'm really? going to say that now. She's not a five star. Yeah, she, she what did she say? Is she a four she star? She had some complaints. Um, I don't know. Oh. She didn't give me a firm answer. She's usually like a one star or a five star. It's either mm-hmm. good or bad. I respect that. You know, so yeah. I'm not, but I think she was leaning somewhere in the middle, but I don't know what the middle is for her. Just stay tuned to next week to get Jenna's official thoughts on yeah. the end. Could be my special guest. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot later in the show, Danny is going to announce his movie, but then also a guest that Proto and I have no idea is for next week. That's right. We don't know who the guest is next week. It's never happened on a podcast before. Shock guest. Yeah. What about you, Danny? You saw the preview. You went to theaters to see the yeah. preview and you're sitting down in the IMAX. Walk us through it. After the preview, I think we recorded around that time and maybe even that night. I was impressed by what I saw for the preview, what Hans was doing. Uh, so coming into the IMAX, I got my, went to my favorite IMAX theater here in Orlando, the Point Orlando Regal. Uh, incredible screen, incredible sound. Um, and I was really excited, like super excited for this movie. Um, yeah, then it started. It delivered. Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> it delivered. Oh, no, no, that's not what I was about to say. <sighs> Don't put words in my mouth, please. On the fifth, fifth viewing, it delivered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So I, you know, notoriously was saying, I'm going to sit at home, eat a ch- uh, chicky parm, mm-hmm. get a strawberry mm. smooth oat milk smoothie from Wawa. <laughs> There's the image in chat. It didn't happen though. I had a very busy week, could not weasel in my original plans mm. at home. So I went over to a man and I was like, what do you think about me going to see Dune in theaters tonight? And then she said, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to see it in IMAX uh, mm. partially because I didn't know what my review was going to be. But if I gave it a negative review, you mm-hmm. know, everyone wouldn't shut the F up about me seeing it at home and giving yeah. it a negative mm. review. 100%. Mm. So I wanted to shut them up fast. Shut them in up. A, in, a, in a preempt them. 
the whining. Mm-hmm. So I thought I saw it in theaters and went to the Regal and I saw it in IMAX. My my first note for Dune and the balls of Denny to put mm. part one under the title when allegedly yeah, this wasn't no greenlit. Way. There's no a, way. No way. He's putting part one mm-hmm. under the title card if this wasn't back of the envelope, backdoor hand shook with legendary. Mm-hmm. You're going to get this. 100%. This is happening, right? Like this, this yeah. was, we got scammed. 100%. We got scammed. Legendary, the only thing I can think of is if legendary to him was like, don't worry, you make like $50 million box office US, you got it in the bag. Yeah. And then maybe that's why he got so annoyed with HBO Max saying like, oh, actually we're going to stream this same day. So maybe he's like, well, my guarantee for part two is now in question. What do you think, Danny? I had this, I had this like theory that if, uh, there's, there's, there was no way coming into this movie coming out that two was an already green light. You couldn't tell me Scam. that watching, watching this movie, um, because this was just a, a long trailer for the second movie. It's a half movie. And so, um, my theory was that they announced the part two because of not great numbers uh, of the weekend box office. You know what mm. I mean? Like, Ooh. instead of people knowing that a second one's coming out. Let's just keep lying to everybody and saying, uh, we don't know yet. But uh, hmm. if they knew it was coming, I think feel like less people would have went to the theaters oh, right away really? to see it. So then they would be like, well, actually, I don't need to spend money. I can just sit like at rope home. a dope. When you have the, the, second, the, the, the biggest event since the resurrection of Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way you're not going to have a sequel to it. There's just no way it's not happening. So, and they saw this movie before we did. Mm-hmm. They were group testing this. It was in the bag. I'm just saying, like, my overall thought at the end of this movie, there's no way part two was not guaranteed by the end of this movie. Everyone at Warner Brothers saw this movie and they were like, part two isn't happening. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's no way this thing stands on its own as its own movie, in my opinion. So that's Zendaya is in more of the trailer than she is in the movie. Yeah, I feel like I remember people saying like, oh, this is Zendaya's movie. This is more about her than anyone else. Right, she's in like five movie. minutes of she's this, movie. this movie. Uh, Danny, what's first on your list? You've seen this five times. Let's get into it. Dune 2021, Denny, Zendaya. First, my first notes. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. My first notes don't really start until the Paul Duke convo mm. in the graveyard area. Cause that's when I first kind of felt like, Oh, this is good. <laughs> like this is the only moment in the movie also where I had any sort of emotional feeling like everything else was it. just kind of flatlined. Father, this son. was this conversation with the dad is like the only time when I was just kind of like, uh, this is, this is, this gets me a little bit emotional. Him having us, this father converse, the father son conversation, mm-hmm. which is a great conversation and Oscar is amazing in it. A great man doesn't seek to lead. He's called to it and he answers. And if your answer is no, you'll still be the only thing I ever needed you to be. My son. And that's, that's just kind of where it begins for me. 
mm-hmm. I think any of my praise for this movie kind of comes uh, to the visual aspects of this film, not so much uh, the story for to, per se, but uh, I think a lot of the win for this movie is uh, the the design of ships, the, oh, the, yeah. the locations, the the music, oh. the color choices. Like there's a lot that went into making this film that makes it the success better than for me, the Dune story itself, because when it gets to like the end of this film, I kind of was bummed out every time I watched it because I don't, one of my biggest notes in this is there's no, for me, there's no climax in this film. There's just a lot of, flatline kind of storytelling throughout the whole thing. There's great moments, but there's not like a climax and there's not like an ending. Mm -hmm. And that's what frustrates me. I think the most, that's my biggest note. Yeah. It's Uh, half a movie. It is. really is. It's Yeah. And I don't know that it had to feel like half a story. Um, Especially when we're being told that this might not get a sequel. Like, <laughs> imagine a world where there's only one Dune movie, and this, yeah, is, like, the this is the only yeah. one that's that's not possible. Wow, what a story! They just walk <laughs> off into the desert. I mean, remember right? the one thing I can think of is remember when Halo Two came out and they couldn't finish the game, and the <laughs> ending was like Master yeah. Chief saying, "Let's finish the fight," and it just ends. Like this, yeah, this doesn't like, work on its own, in my opinion. I think, like, well, could this could this be avoided in any way? And I think it could have been if uh, Villeneuve took the approach of adapting the story to a film and not adapting the book to a mm-hmm. film. Because that's what it feels like. He, he's, he's being true to the book, which is cool in a sense, but it doesn't make for the greatest viewing experience mm-hmm. because it's just, it, it's, it's a very, it feels very weird watching this because even Dune, it doesn't have like a good breaking point. It's, it's broken into three books. So this is, I, th- I think it's somewhere in like middle of two. So it's like kind of halfway, but there's no natural ending point for it. So he could have made, he could have totally adapted the story to be a single movie, two and a half hours long and told a complete story in the same way that David Lynch did. And if he did that, of course it would have been an, ama- an amazing movie, right? Like I have no doubts right. that he couldn't have made an amazing single movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Danny is totally right that like, there's so much in this that is so like me reading the book and just following it in my mind and seeing scene after scene realized in amazing ways is like, I couldn't have asked for a better development of the the costumes, the ship design, mm-hmm. the look and feel of this movie is just absolute killer. Like yeah. it's just like an ima- it's an imagining of the story that is, I, yeah, I don't know how you could have asked for something cooler than this. And I'm glad that's what, well, sorry, real quick. I'm glad you're here, Proto, for this conversation, knowing that you've read the books, because that's part of like how, um, I don't know, that's that's what I want to know more from you is how did you, did this feel like a true kind of, is this what you wanted? Like, is this what you would have wanted as the stories being told of Dune uh, for someone who's read the books? Like, yeah, well, not, I feel not like so I don't much know. how it ends. Like yeah. your scenes, like, is it going, like, how is this telling? Like for me, I feel like after the second one comes out, I might actually enjoy this first one more having yeah. a longer 
story that that can continue. I think in theory, I like the idea of staying true to the book and making it in two movies. But I think as a as a viewer, a movie lover watching it, I didn't feel like the same satisfaction that I feel from movies mm-hmm. often of just ha- feeling like I almost I don't I want not robbed. I don't think robbed is the right word. But it just felt it. It was a, a very strange feeling the way this movie ended, just knowing mm-hmm. that it's not done, and it's not. It's not even. It's not even ending at a place that feels like there's some completion. I'm just cracking up, looking at chat <laughs> while this is happening. There is a, there is an emotional yet. meltdown happening in chat because everyone was expecting that I would be the negative one, and we're just getting into some critiques here, folks. You know, we're all friends here. One of the highest rated movies in, in our village history. I think it's at a 4.6, according to mm-hmm. V'ger, for the average rating. So it's it's higher than uh, Into the Spider-Verse, right? Mm. Is Lord of the Rings the first movie? What is, does that, f- I, I haven't seen it in a very long time. Does that feel like a complete film? Like H is in chat, uh, potentially drinking his life away, hearing you two talk about the movie. But does that feel like a complete movie? Because he brought up Lord of the Rings. As you mean a, just as, a, as individual movies? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Yes. But it's a different feeling, though, because we know it's three movies based on th- the the stories, the Fellowship, the Two Towers, and the the Return of the King. So knowing that that exists and how that is happening, it's different. It's a different feeling when you get to the end of Fellowship, knowing that next December you're going to have Two Towers. Mm. Um so I, I don't know if it's a fair comparison, but that's how I felt. That's, I mean, it is how I felt at the end of, of Dune mm-hmm. part one is this kind of feels like the fellowship kind of leaving uh, Rivendell. Yeah. And, um, or wherever. Like I, I think there were some quotes coming out of our Dune episode from last year. We did the OG one where we were kind of like making jokes about how hard it would be to market this. You know, Timothy Chalamet is the, Quizats, Hatterack, and like no one's gonna know what that is. Why would I want to watch this movie? So I do get the critique that like it would be next to impossible for them to say that we're gonna make two movies actually about this IP that could fail big time uh, and give us the money for that. But you know, maybe they should have just filmed them both at the same time and maybe it would have been cheaper that way. And they could have curtailed a little bit of the kind of potential critiques about this being half a movie that's like, well, actually, we got two movies coming out and it's going to be a great experience. So just buckle up and get right. ready for the second one. And I, and some of the comments in chat would be like, well, actually two is coming, but you know what? When I, when we saw the movie, you know, it wasn't really guaranteed at the time. I, I, the, the comparison to the Lord of the Rings, I really, I feel like I can't make that comparison because like mm-hmm. now Lord of the Rings is just a completely different, you know, it's in a different world in my mind. Like I, you know, they're all released. They've been out for years. I can't, I don't even know what I felt when I first saw those. Mm-hmm. I can't, and I, I, I don't think I could make a fair comparison, but I totally think it's fair if people say it, it, it kind of ends not as a complete story in the same way as this. I thought the sign language was pretty rad. I don't remember that in the David Lynch movie. Is that in the books? Yeah. That was used a yeah, lot they have of a, this. a secret Atreides language they do through hand signals. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I thought like that was that pretty cool. Also, the voice stuff is the. I don't yeah. know. I, I was trying to think of the. I kept like referencing the Lynch movie because there's a lot of mm-hmm, scenes that's that what I did too. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this scene from the Lynch movie. That happens a lot. But what was the was the voice stuff in the Lynch movie? I don't even remember. Silence. 
<laughs> Doesn't he say that at one point? <laughs> that might have been it. It also sounded. Know. It also sounded pretty cool. You know, it the voice, sounded the voice. amazing in theater. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in theater it was nuts. Like the way mm-hmm. where it like it it was like the the like just the bait you felt the bass first before there was like any tonal sounds. That was yeah. That was really cool. Shook the chairs. Yeah. I wrote down just Timothy's name and King. For so yeah, King Tim. Uh my comparison I mean obviously my only comparison for Timothy is um the Lynch uh Paul. Uh and I think Tim does a good job. I actually kind of like him as Paul. Um, I love, I love, I'm going to say it right now. I love Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. I love I'm with him. you. I Even though too. a few scenes in this movie, he had hair like Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement. <laughs> he really needs to get a cut, I think, at some point. It's getting a little too wild. Timothy Chalamet Uh-oh. was the best choice mm. to play Paul Atreides as Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> because this is the thing Timothy mm-hmm. Chalamet is a good actor mm-hmm. he is not a great actor he plays Timothy Chalamet in all of his movies he's the uh. same person but <laughs> he's he's gorgeous to look at you know okay. he's great to see on the screen but he's like mumblecore lord like all of his lines <laughs> the scene where he's mumbling to his mother 30 feet away when she goes to say goodbye to the witch den mother and they're having oh that conversation gosh. like outside they're so far away but they were mumbling the whole just time. in the voice you steer the politics of the apparent from the shadows <laughs> I know like all of his lines like he just it's like he's in ladybird this is him in ladybird this is him in like um little women he's just like the same character but i mean it's okay because he looks great while doing it but there are some lines i thought me and Je- when we watched it again me and jenna were watching some scenes together he has some like terrible deliveries in this oh god like when when uh, his when they like get back from the the spice harvester scene and Oscar Isaac's oh, yeah. like, what are you doing? And he's like, he's like, sorry, sir, won't happen happen again, sir. And mm-hmm. he just like scoots off the off the the screen. He just like it just I don't know. Like there were some scenes that were to me pretty poor, but by the end of it, he kind of wins you over. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. like some of it 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 works so well because he's charming. Like at the end where it's him and uh, Chani, and um, he's he goes and he says Chani, and she looks at him and he just says. Never mind. Like that delivery is great because he's so cute and charming in that moment. <laughs> and you're like, oh, he is like, he's like this. He feels like just like a teenager, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just in over his head. So I think that's where it, it works really. How about that him without a shirt on? Is he like Chicken Little? <laughs> I wonder if he's going to bulk up for part two. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't have to, he, right? What was the, how about his like underwear short knickers that he was wearing to Excuse bed? Excuse me? Not they were like, they were like above his knee, but they were also like skin tight. I don't know That's what, what I he was sleeping. What? You have boxers that like go down your knees and oh, they're baby. attached to your leg? I need you to, yeah, it's time to live. Son. <laughs> Biker shorts. Yes, Bex. That's what he was wearing. Going to uh, DMs later. <laughs> need to see this. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've never seen shorts like that before worn to bed. 
let's see. Next on my list for uh, the the scenery, we talked about it a little bit. The scenery where he's brooding, going through like the uh, tombs, like the graves, which was like mm-hmm. one of the initial presser shots of him wearing, you know, like a black cloak and black gloves, and you can see ships behind him. I thought that was like an amazing teaser shot that they released. I love those scenes. Them, him with the water in the background, the ships. Um, it was it was gorgeous. It reminded me of Rogue One. It had the same cinematographer, I think, right? Greg Frazier. Um, but some of that stuff just reminded me of why I liked Rogue One. You know, mm. like it just looks so good. The in mm. the inside of these houses, the House of Trades, where it's just like all stone or whatever. There's like nothing going on the inside. Carvings. Yeah, all that stuff Unreal. Looked, looked great, I thought. How about the Herald scene where he lands on Caladan? All of them guys coming out of the ship oh, with the, the procession, the ceremony. Yeah, boy. There's, <laughs> I think there's uh, those guys were the the um from the guild with the suit with the the helmets on with the orange. Oh man, those look those guys look so great. One of my notes that I don't want to miss is um, I need the person whose decision was to shave off. Um, fired Momoa's beard. Get him out. Fired. Disgusting. Because by the end of that movie, he he looked like a a baked potato in, in the poop suit. <laughs> I was dumbfounded that they shaved his beard off. Jason Momoa should never mm. not have facial hair, in my opinion. I hundred wow. percent agree. Him. I loved. His I don't. Look. No. 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 Without loved the beard, it. no. Thank you. With the beard, yes. And I get Oscar Isaac's beard in this is as kingly as it gets. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing better than that beard that Oscar has. But to shave it off of Momoa's face, I was kind of pissed off. But I think that's a good thing because he's too, icon- like you just know him as Jason Momoa with a beard. I mean, that's almost everybody this in this movie a, a though. Complete, a completely different look. Rob says that happens in the book. He shaves his beard in the book. Also, I was really surprised by this. Tell me. But- Jason Momoa is probably my favorite performance. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, okay. I just love. So Duncan is um, probably my favorite character in all of Dune. Oh, um, cool. So I was really worried about what his presentation was going to be, and then I hear Jason Momoa. Like, what? The, what? So I was really um, pleased with just the way his performance was. I just mm. thought all of his stuff was really cool. All of his, you know, of course they're going to make the fighting look great, but just his, the way he carried himself, it was just like very believable to me. I just, I just really liked him in that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did too. I agree with you. He's great in it. I, I loved the, the pain box and the, oh, the, the, the witch mother stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I wanted way more of that stuff. The creepy, like scene. telepathic witch women, you know, like the scenes that, that she was in, um, was, I thought it was great. I loved Timothy's reaction to her also. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't kind of like bending to her will really. Yeah. Like he was kind of like being like his dad a little bit. Defiance um, in the eyes. I wanted a lot more. I wanted a lot more of that stuff mm. in the movie for sure. And I think that was the scene, at least from Lynch's, that I was looking forward to the most in this because I really liked, I liked the pain box scene. I liked, the, I liked it. So I was wondering how how Timmy was going to kind of pull that off. And I think it's, I think it's probably his best scene, uh, for sure. It shows an entire range mm-hmm. of of what he can do for sure. 
yeah, that that seems great. I, I I like the representation of the the B uh, the I like how they were presented. Like anytime they were on the screen, this is my favorite shot. I'll put it in chat. Probably my favorite shot from the movie is just when you see a group of them uh, outside of mm. the room. Mm-hmm. The, the Bene Gesserit are like my or my favorite like uh, uh, group in in Dune and. I would I would have loved if they got more screen time. They're just so fascinating and so cool. Yeah. I, I feel like they didn't have enough screen time. And just that shot alone, it's so small and short. Like just the, you know, the black robes that they have on the screen. Um, but it's so good. Like I, I just yeah, anytime they're just the the way they're presented, it just felt very true to who they are. Uh especially it felt very true to the book as well, because they're kind of they become bigger bigger players as the series goes on and just the way they're presented here is it felt very, very good um, and true to the story. So part two is going to finish the end of book one, right? Is that what the first Dune movie was? The Lynch one was just book one. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, but who knows? I mean, it would be cool. So there's something really cool you could do with this is that because he has visions of the future and they do this a little bit where they sprinkle in just like, the jihad that happens with Paul, mm-hmm. they could show parts of uh, the second book if they wanted to. They could show all kinds cool. of stuff. And I'm kind of curious if Denny has that in mind to even just tease. Like they could do, they, they could just, they could, they could almost do like part of the second book with the, 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 the second half. Um, I'm really interested just to see how Denny is going to take this because there's a lot of time. So he takes some liberties with this. You know, there's some stuff in this that's just completely made up for this movie. Really? And I think it fits really well. Um, like what? Um, what scenes were there? Uh, well, of course, like the, the spider thing, people have talked about that. Um, it's like gross. Oh, what? Oh, the, the, when they go to see the Sardaukar on the planet, like all that stuff there, that's all like, you really just hear about the planet. Uh, uh, I forget what it's called. Um, What's the so, Sardaukar? I don't remember that. They're the they're the emperors with the 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 oh, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, planet, down with their, yeah, the, yeah with them uh, reading or yeah with them mm-hmm. chanting. Um, their suits were great. That army, the uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah with yeah. the masks and the suit. It looks like um, maybe comic fans will understand this, but it looked like their entire uniforms and much of this movie was designed by uh, Jerome Pena, an art, a comic artist. He did Fear Agent, but he did. Uh, Uncanny X Force. Jerome's an amazing artist. Uh, next on my list, Rebecca Ferguson. Mm. You might know her from a little movie franchise, Mission Impossible. Uh, or The Greatest Showman, but yeah. Never seen it. Okay. Uh, she. She's the greatest! <laughs> <laughs> she is the mother in this movie. She looks amazing. The costumes in this movie, oh, like Lord we haven't really dwelled on it too much, Come but off it. insane, ridiculous from the get-go. What did you think of Rebecca in this movie, Proto? I think Rebecca did a great job. I don't know if I necessarily loved the character Jessica and how they how they portrayed her. I thought mm. she seemed a little on the weak side. She and cried her moment for 90% to shine. Yeah, she cries so much. Her moment to shine, my favorite part part from the first book is when her and Paul meet with the Fremen. I've talked about this in the Dune or the Lynch episode, but when they meet, she has amazing interaction. You learn so much about the character in that moment. And it's, 
it's not it, like they just don't give her the time that she deserves. Hmm. I don't know why they showed it though. I, I think Denny wanted to have some kind of, you know, fight at the end. They didn't need to do it that way. It could have been done differently. And I, I wish that was her moment of the movie because she's such a cool like character and her, her scene where she, when she uses the voice on the, the Harkonnen, yeah, that, was awesome. that was awesome. Like yeah. more of that stuff. I, yeah. I totally agree. I would have wanted way more of that. And I thought that that was coming like afterward because she does the voice thing on the helicopter and that crashes and they're, you know, they, they, then they meet up with the Fremen and I'm like, okay, cool. So now we get to see some like way, and she does like a little mini fight to show that she's kind of a badass, but like not enough because for the most part of her in this movie, I don't know. She just, she reminded me of Jean Grey from the animated X-Men series. Every time Jean Grey had to use her power, she was like weak yes. and like under duress. <laughs> like, oh God, help me, Scott. And then like every scene I saw her in, she was crying. She's crumbling. I don't know. Like I, didn't, mm, I wanted yes. a more full featured character from Rebecca Ferguson, at least in my opinion. I agree. I, I just enjoyed her. I think she's pretty great. I like her as an actress. So I already have like rose colored lenses when I watched Rebecca. Cause I, lo- I just kind of love her anyway, but um, I thought it was fine. I don't, that's the thing. I don't know the story. So I was just kind of along for the ride uh, mm-hmm. with her. And to me, it just felt like she was doing everything to protect Paul the entire time, which yeah. is fine, but it, it almost felt like a lot of handholding, um, which I, it, I don't know. It just felt, it did, didn't feel right, but I just don't know any different. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we'll get some of that in part two. I also just want to call out we're almost, at least of for the live recording, we're about an hour in. The voicemails are going to be at least a half hour segment. FYI. Jesus gracious. <laughs> FYI. Buckle up, baby. So buckle up, baby. How about some of the action? I mean, the thopters, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. All that stuff. The design of those looked incredible. I don't think you could have asked for a better, like, uh, you know, just... Um, imagining of those so cool um but you know everybody's talking about the harvester harvester scene watching that at home i felt like it did not look good (laughs) like this uh, and maybe i don't know like there's something about the sand like that the image of them going out of the desert it just and of course this is a made-up planet right correct but it just i i couldn't buy what i was seeing you mean the scene where they're it's harvesting the spice and then they have to try to lift it off and then they go yeah, in and yeah, save that the scene. crew? But before that, they're like you're just seeing the dunes as they fly out, and it was something like the I don't know the the color and just the the I don't know I just it just didn't really I don't know I just there was something off about that scene, and I felt like there were some things throughout mm. this movie it just felt a little weird and off to me. I had seen so in the preview. Um, Denny comes on and is like, I'm going to show you my favorite scene of the movie. And I actually had already seen that entire scene of them flying out, rescuing the crew, and then Paul, and then flying back. So I'd already seen that scene and seen again on IMAX. I still kind of loved it. I, I, I don't know what it was. I actually, I think I just loved the really, the bits of Paul stepping out and stepping on yeah, the sand cool. for the first time the spice kind of hitting him and him having a reaction to it, seeing his death. There's like, I think whispers of the Bene Gesserit in the background, maybe say, I don't know what they said, but it's something like they were taught saying his name or something. I kind of liked that uh, bit more than 
the what was going on mm-hmm. around them. I I liked the kind of bits with Paul where he's drip dump like in and out of dream scenes and kind of stuff like that. I I, I liked that. Um, what did you think, uh, Proto, of the body shield stuff? Because that was in the first movie. There's gifts of like them, you know, with like blocks covering their body. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In this one, I, I, what did you think in the in this version? I really liked it. I I like the way that it was done. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like it took away from like the fight scenes. I feel like fight scenes are so chaotic to begin with. It was actually a kind of a cool effect to see, especially like the Duncan scenes where he's fighting the Sardaukar at the end. Yeah, and just where it would go from blue to red, and it was almost like it gave you like a different level of information about a fight that you wouldn't have. Yeah, it, it was just sure. it was cool how it communicated who's winning. <laughs> I don't know. Mm, I, yeah. I just I liked it. When he was fighting Brolin and Brolin, like the slow blade makes the kill or something like that because mm-hmm. he slowly cut through the shield. I liked that. I liked it. But then my my biggest, one of my notes was, what is Brolin doing in this movie? Because I, I thought feel Brolin, like- I thought Brolin stunk in this movie. He really stunk in this stunk movie. Stunk up the joints. What was he my doing? My God, he was terrible. Somebody Holy rein him in. Cow. Denny. Pull him aside, Please, you know, job, Roland. This movie, Danny. I need you to pull back a little bit, pal. Pull some You're... strings or something. <laughs> Chewing the when scenery. When he was yelling at Paul, like, come off it. Dude, I, yeah, I didn't I didn't care for his character that much. My gosh. Pardon, what do you think of Brolin? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have no opinion of, of Brolin. I don't know. He's not, like, he doesn't, I don't, that's a thing about this. Like, it's back to the whole emotions thing. I don't feel like I connected yes. really with any of these characters or any of these performances. This movie is so... It was like just, it felt very cold. Very melodramatic. And of course, yeah, this, this is it. What it feels like is this movie is screaming in your face over and over again that this is epic, right? This Mm -hmm. is an epic story. Hear the epic music. Hear how, uh, so, uh, you know, gravely serious all the characters are in this. And it never swung the other way to show like humanity or emotion or like, I just didn't feel any of that. And it was like, it, I felt like, so Harakiri, a movie that's on a, such a smaller scale, a scale felt way more epic than this, where this Mm. is so big and gigantic, but it doesn't have that, that human connection at all. I, I was not expecting. So I just want to point out chat again is in shambles right now because everyone has rated this five stars. We don't know what our ratings are yet. But everyone was expecting me to be the one to call out this stuff, and maybe Proto and Danny are still at five stars. I don't know. But I, all, my Stay main tuned. thing, I, you know, I called out Art, uh, Art from our Discord, dear friend of ours, his review. Art called out in his review. I didn't read everyone's review. I kind of scanned it. He he pointed out that like he didn't have as much of an emotional connection to the characters as well, and that was the one review that like made me pick my eyebrow up, like uh oh, because. That was my main thing with Blade Runner, like story, yada, yada, yada. Like I didn't care and I felt like the rug was pulled under me and I didn't care that much. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, obviously the Oscar is amazing. There's, I have that cool scene with him, but like, you know, I'm not really invested in Paul yet. Maybe that right. comes in part two. Um, but I, I just didn't have the time to like really feel like oh, I really want Paul to win here. You know what I mean? Like there's just no kind of like really great moment where I'm totally all in. And there was a few comparisons to Arrival, Denny's other film. And that's a movie I'm all in on. You know, Mm -hmm, I'm all in emotionally on that film. 
everything works and connects the way I personally want it. And that's just, this is just me, but I didn't have any of that stuff. Thank you. It was, it just really bummed me out. Like, because the, the hype, you know, ahead of this movie, the hype is just absolutely nuclear. Like you cannot escape the hype for this movie. So I try to put that like aside. Everyone's rating it five stars. Everyone's saying, you know, I'm seeing tweets. Uh, these kind of movies comes around every 20 years. Star Wars, The Matrix, Dune. Come off it. I, you know, <laughs> I don't even want to respond to that. That like, I and also I I really was excited to hear. I think it was H or Jason say that like this is a return to Cecil B. DeMille movie making. So that and I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm into that. So I was like really excited. But me personally, I did not have that view of this movie. There were comparisons to Lawrence of Arabia. So in that respect, I kind of did have the same opinion because Lawrence of Arabia visually was amazing, but emotionally I didn't connect with Lawrence at all, at least in my viewing. So overall, visually, this is, you know, visually, yes, stunning, but it's, it's, it's not a full movie to me. You know, I didn't feel like this was a full story. The vision stuff, I felt like the visions kind of like, I get it. He's getting visions of Zendaya. Like, I, well, I don't need to see these visions every two seconds. Let's show show maybe two or three times. I get it. There was, you know, it's kind of like a rope-a-dope. Like, she's not even in the movie. Why is she on a press tour? <laughs> like, why is she there? I know. Well, why uh, isn't the maid in the movie? She's in it as much as Zendaya. <laughs> or even the, what was the name of the... Um... The Fremen that took them showed them how to put on the the poop suits. Leah and Kynes, yeah. she yeah, was she was great. in half the movie. Yeah, give me yeah, press tour of her. I love her in this film. So so I'm I'm going to watch part two because I'm hopeful well, yeah. that you know I get some kind of resolution and you know, But I was I was I was let down. You know I just I I just don't agree with any of the hype. And again, I haven't read the books. I love Denny, but it's just, it just wasn't my vibe. For this one, my high points, I think I said in the beginning, my high points in this film are the set designs. I feel like the production in this film is is as good as it gets. Every building they were in, every room, it felt lived in. It felt real. Like it felt yeah. like I could go to this place right now. Like this is in the desert somewhere. Like they filmed on location. That's what it felt like. The the scale, the attention to detail to every little thing. I want to purchase the bull and matador statue for my mm, office. Like yes, there's so little cool. things that I just I love. There's just there's a great attention to detail in this film. Um, I loved the attack on Arrakis. I think there's some really cool uh, uh, battle sequences, sci-fi battle sequences that we've not seen before in a film, like the bombs you know, slowly going through the shield to blow yes. up the ship and then the bomb like encapsulated in the shield for a second. Like that's some really cool, really smart um, visuals for for telling another sci-fi story. Like this is, that's actually something that feels new and fresh and uh, great. Um, but other than that, it's like we get to the end of this film and there's a knife fight and you know Paul's not going to die. Like that's what's annoying that this is how it ends. A, a knife fight and then they walk off into the desert. And then I was just left with, I don't know. Mm. I, I like this. I just felt flatlined through this whole thing. I peaked my, my emotions peaked at the conversation with, with Leto and Paul, with the Duke and Paul in the graveyard. And that was mm. it. Everything else was just kind of flatlined for me. 
I'm three stars. <laughs> oh my God. My God. Wow. My God. Prado, what about you? Well, maybe I should give my starting because I don't no, know. No, no, no. Let me, let me go. Let me go. <laughs> let me go. Let's do it in terms of who, who saw it when. All know? right. Go ahead. Um, so one other disappointment. This will be the last one. No <laughs> guild navigators. Oh. We didn't get to see the guild navigators. I mean, Golly. David Lynch gave us that abomination. You know, why didn't we get the guild navigators? So uh, but movie. I I mean, we're going to get them in part two. Uh, I can guarantee you that. Denny, please. Um, also something I love, like uh, like uh, Danny was saying, um, the the action sequences were fantastic. The Laz, the Laz gun, that laser yeah. that was trying to shoot Duncan Idaho. Oh rad. my gosh. All the stuff, like the, the, the way the ships would balloon out. Um, the, uh, there was just so many details. This movie has so many amazing details. This world is amazing. Watching it in the theater was an amazing experience. Mm. I really loved seeing this in the theater. Mm. I, I, I don't think I could have asked, like it's in terms of spectacle, it doesn't get much better than this. Like yeah. it was really great. Um, I would say that the, the, the viewing at home wasn't as great. I, and that's the thing. I feel like I watched the movie, had a great time. And then, but I kind of came down and as I thought about it, you know, it's for me, it's easy to pick apart, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but I still, I, I think, it, I think it is great for, at what it does. So I'm a four star. <laughs> four stars from Proto. Wow. I'm at three and a half stars for Dune 2021. Mm. Um, I thought I was going to be the lowest, but I'm pretty happy with second place. I don't have anything more to say to do. We have a lot of voicemails to get to. Let's get into where it. Everyone will probably say something different than most of our discussion. But I'm glad I watched it. You can leave us a VM or a letter. 70mmpod.com. We have links. Uh, wait, so oh, we have to... Let me get to Jason's because I want to see what his prediction was for my rating. First ever VM from Jason, I think. Co-host DunePod. What's, this, what's the mental state of DunePod right now in chat? I just pinned the mental state of DunePod. So if you want to look at that pen real quick. <laughs> Is it h <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Is that his review of Dune? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, Marcy, I just want to call out Marcy. Marcy Your went friend. through a lot of turmoil during the Hercules episode. And I'm taking a little bit of solace that the rest of discord is now feeling a little bit of what Marcy felt during the Hercules mm -hmm. episode. <laughs> God, sorry. I had something stuck in my throat. Uh, hey, it's Jason from Dune Pod. I'm just so happy that you guys are talking about Dune. Uh, really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Uh, in general, it's just one of the greatest things about this movie finally coming out mm. and people liking it uh, is getting to hear everyone's opinions about the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I was thinking about, because we do recastings in our podcast, that oh, I was thinking about who would the hosts of 70 millimeter play in a filming of Dune. Uh, and some of them are pretty easy. Proto would be a sister of the Benny Gesserit, spiritual, <laughs> Thank you. guiding things from the shadows. And Danny, of course, would be as an artist most and a father figure most closely aligned with Gurney Halleck, the Balasset warrior monk. <laughs> 
Uh, but I don't really name? know who Slim would play, uh, except that his love of hot dogs suggests maybe the worm. So we'll go with that. <laughs> Old man eternity for Slim. Uh, really looking forward to hearing the app and love you guys. Bye. Thank you, Jason. Jason, what, Jason Thank is in Jason. chat. What was the prediction? Oh, here we go. Three and a half stars. He oh, got it. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. Who was Gurney wow. again? That was Brolin, wasn't it? Brolin was Gurney? Wasn't he Gurney? He thinks I'm Gurney? That's what you get, Danny. The uh, <laughs> chat did not like our Brolin comments. One I think bit. Jason's in a coma, actually, after that conversation. <laughs> just had to... Let's see. Who do we want to listen to next? Gosh, we got a lot of them here. Let's see. Let's see fam. Let's get into fam next. Hey, what's up, 70mm? This is Fam calling in about the new Dune movie. I was pretty dead set on watching this at home on HBO Max, and then I got a call from Danny to catch mm-hmm. it at the local IMAX, which was definitely mm-hmm. a good uh, move. I really enjoyed this uh, movie, especially in IMAX, just watching everything on the huge screen. Even though it was a desert, it just seemed like vast, and, and it, it, the movie kind of, the screen kind of made it look like that. Um, a lot of the sounds with the bass when the worms were coming through, you definitely kind of felt it in your seat in an IMAX movie. Um, also, everything with the battles and the fleets coming in you just kind of felt really small in this grand thing uh and that definitely helped uh, to be in the theater for that one enjoy the cast um the story was good even it, though it barely touched on what the original movie touched on i'm sure the sequels will expand from there that is i think the shortest time of a hideout being unsecure um they, she was literally saying that it's a secure hideout and then people were calling from the ceiling Uh, And then stabbing everybody. So that was a little rough look for the hideout. Also, I want to know what is the percentage and maybe the village can help of if the bad guy holds your partner, husband or wife, if you do what they say, they will give them back because it's got to be like 2% on the max. There's no way. So you're telling me that the bulbous, viscous, gooey looking bad guy didn't give the guy his wife back. Like who could have foreseen that? Like, come on, man, that guy's a doctor. He should have known better. Yeah. So that was, that was a bummer. But other than that, enjoyed the movie and I can't wait to catch the next one. Thanks guys. Word to talk about the Baron viscous. Yeah. Ugh. What a Why word. didn't we talk about Stellan Skarsgård? Oh the my Baron. gosh. And what was the other wrestler's name? Dave Batista. Batista. Oh, yeah. What a joke. I thought he was good. You didn't like Batista? Everyone's yelling in this movie. (laughs) Who had a better nude scene? Brolin. The Baron or the Duke? Why was the Duke naked? I mean, everyone in chat's going to be like, well, uh, Oscar's naked. We don't need a reason. But like, I don't remember. What was the reason, actually? Why not? All right. Mm. Never mind. (laughs) Dear 70 millimeter. Uh It's Ben. And I am currently in my car en route to go see Dune in the IMAX. Um, Don't know what I'm going to think about this movie, but I would like to simply state how appreciative I am of you guys and um, the community that has been built uh, via the VHS Village. um, Because I really Mm. wouldn't have been as excited about this movie had it not been for the <laughs> the hype that everybody in the village has mm. for it. Um, I really didn't give a rip about Dune uh, until I got Ooh. into this village and then got sucked oh. into the book and, and none of that would have happened and none of my excitement would have happened if it wasn't for you guys. So wow. thanks for giving me something to look forward to. Um, <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. Well, <laughs> Ben, glad to have Welcome, you. Welcome, Ben. Welcome, Ben. 
We all go through it at least once. You'll go through it during the Dune episode. (laughs) What's up, 70 millimeter? This is Ian, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, I know I haven't left a voicemail in a long time, but I've basically been waiting for you guys to discuss a movie film that is so important and monumental. Uh, Mm. And obviously it had to be this one. I mean, this is honestly one of the best movies I've seen all year, maybe in my life. Top tier performances across the board. The way they made the texture of the sand jump off the screen. I I felt like I could feel it on my hands. Mm. The relationship between families, uh, father, son, mother, son, the way the choreography made the knife fight sequences feel so intense and coming to terms with what the future holds for a person. Uh, but honestly, I mean, I was, I'm sure you'll talk about this. Uh, I was most impressed with M. Night Shyamalan's ability to continue to innovate as a director and a screenwriter. I cannot wait till old part two. Oh, God. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got everybody. <laughs> oh, gosh. Amazing. Uh, uh, Ian, Ian, thanks for the VM. God, old. Can you imagine us doing an old episode? I don't. There's no way. The amount of notes Proto would take for an old episode. <sighs> My rival, Matrix Reloaded. <clears throat> Testing one, two. This one goes out to a certain somebody out there who owes me a bit of money due to the Dune Part 2 being officially announced. Oh gosh. Someone's collecting. So would you like that drink? Fine, yeah, I know. I remember that too. In that channel room, right? Can't fight, but then we both got confused. Is this an ancient songbook? This is a songbook song. Yes. Okay. Find right, but I wonder what it feels like. Stop feeling so alive. Just any better. five years and things will be doing too. All right. Thank you so much. Dune Part Two coming October 2023. <laughs> Cripes. I don't know who what bet you made with someone yeah. that you had to sing a song and send that in. But I'm probably gonna ban that person wow. tonight. Oh gosh. Get out the band stick. The band <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Shantana. Oh gosh. That's, that's, that's my tune. <laughs> 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 
This is Nausicaa, baby. <laughs> that was Wes. So Thank Wes, you, Wes. Wes posted wow. his review. And I think it opened up a little bit of a floodgate. He posted a three and a half star review. And I think people started to sweat a little bit. But he specifically called out Nausicaa. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, man, yeah. remember Nausicaa? Oh. That's how you, that's how you do it. That changed me. I wrote I looked back at my review and I said Dune but good. Mhm. Gosh, she's an amazing character in that movie. Holy cow. Oh, man. Let's see who we got here. Uh, Sean from Colorado calling back. Hey, it's your old pal Sean <laughs> from Colorado. <laughs> now Sean from Maine. Um, it's been a while. long time Patreon, long time caller, mm-hmm. long time listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know OG. it's been a while since I've called in or anything like that, but I heard today that it is the Dune 2021 <laughs> episode as well as um, one of the Matrix movies. Can't remember which one. I know uh, Danny's probably going to scoff at me for that, but that's all right. I uh, just wanted to say, gentlemen, that. Um, even though it's been long and it's been a while, I do appreciate everything. I've been catching up on all the episodes. I'm trying mm. to keep this voicemail a little bit short. I know I'm supposed to keep it under a certain amount of time. But anyway, thank you. Thank you guys for still pushing through everything. Thank you guys for still being around. And I can't wait to listen to this episode. Hope you guys are staying safe and having a good time. And uh, mm. I'll be down in Danny's neck of the woods <gasps> next month Excuse to celebrate me. my 40th birthday. So oh, uh, catch you guys later. Oh. Bye. 40th birthday at Disney? Is that what I'm hearing for Sean from Maine? 40th for the 50th. Look at that. My God. God. Stars aligning. What's the state of Disney right now for the anniversary? Shambles. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't gone yet. Hey, 70 millimeter crew. Uh, It's Small Tony, a.k.a. not Jadakus, a.k.a. John, my real name. Uh, And I decided (laughs) it's finally time to leave a voicemail on this historic night thank you dune 2021 uh what a movie really one of my favorite movies i've seen in a couple years um and as much as i want to wax poetic about how awesome this movie is i think enough people Mm. will take care of that so i just wanted to take a minute to really shout out the crew and shout out the vhs village um Mm. I found this podcast a few months ago and it's really been like such a blessing in my life. Uh, it's provided me endless entertainment and joy and being a part of the village has been a privilege and something that I mm. really value. So um, having that opportunity has been really special and I don't take it for granted. So to oh. everyone out there who's thinking about joining the village, uh, I encourage you to take the plunge. Um, it's just been an awesome thing. So like Chani said, uh, this is only the beginning. I'm really looking forward to all the future endeavors and, you know, shout out to the village. Thank you. Small Tony. Thank you, Tone. Small Tony. uh, Thanks for joining. We appreciate you. Uh, I continually am in awe of how we're able to bring people into the village and it, Mm. you know, it doesn't feel like a hole, but it, it adds a piece to their life that maybe they didn't realize they were missing. Mm. I thought he was going to give a shout out to the Dune cast in his voicemail, but then he was talking about <laughs> Dune cast, you have changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Production design of this movie. Never thought I'd need it. Uh, let's see here. 
there was some, oh something I was going to say. I was going to leave a comment on a something Remnant said. Remnant pointed out the um, Babes in Toyland episode. Remember that won the vote. Oh my god! <laughs> and I accidentally wow. like it hit play. I think I was testing out our Patreon feed, and I hit it for whatever reason. It started playing that episode. I forgot that we had Dale record an apology to start oh, that yeah. episode. Remember? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that was great <laughs> because the movie was so bad. Oh god, that was hilarious. Flew too Long close to the ago. sun. We did. What's up, seventy millimeter? It's Lex. It's uh, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, baby. Uh, I've been busy with my own projects. <laughs> and I've been working my way through the the massive backlog of episodes of this podcast that I've, yes. I've built up. But most importantly, I've been out cultivating desert power on the oh. sand planet Arrakis, mm. also known mm. as Dien. <laughs> uh, this movie is phenomenal, to say the least. Mm. I haven't been so engrossed by a studio film since... Uh, probably Denis' last film, Blade Runner 2049. And I am so, so glad that this is getting a sequel because when the lights came on and the credits rolled, I was absolutely ready to watch another two hours of some of the most tactile and mm. awe-inspiring filmmaking that I've seen in at least the last few years. This is absolutely a five-star banger. Phew. And... You know, I, I can't wait to see Danny's art for this episode. God, it's unreal. Oh. So, yeah. Keep up the good work. Oh, bye. What do you think Lex is going to think of this episode? He's still going to have faith in us. Never never not have faith. Not not be the first time pissed <laughs> off at us. <laughs> should we just redo this app? This feels terrible. Everyone's <laughs> mad at us. Maybe we should just like do it all over again, but just say the opposite. Remember, you know, I think Art asked what was the most recent new release we had done. Uh, what, was, what was it? What did Art say? But uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think, is the most recent one. Mm. Oh, I remember. <laughs> ah, man, remember that? That was an app. That, <laughs> that was, was an moment. experience. That was a but moment. But they got probably 13 stars. That had a lot of stars for that DM. one. God, I was blown away by that movie. I had such low mm. expectations. Remember the flash scene at the end where that music kicks in? Oh my God. Uh, New Dune fans listening to this right now, if they've stuck around, they're hearing us positively talk about Zack Snyder's Justice No one's made it this far. That phone is in a fireplace right now. I just got word that uh, there's an Easter egg. If you go to Dune, both movies on your letterboxed, there's an Easter egg that's available on there. I'll say no more. Wow. Let's see. Who did I leave out here? We got Sean. We got both Sean's. We have fam. Let's get Marcy in here. Hey, 70 millimeter. It's Marcy. I'm calling in um, because I saw Dune this weekend twice. And I had to say, you know, I don't think we're ever going to get anything like this in our lifetimes again. Oh, the words. sheer beauty, how breathtaking it all was. I mean, absolutely stunning. And obviously, I'm talking about Oscar Isaac's beard here. <laughs> My goodness, what a man and what a beard. <laughs> we don't deserve it. And I really hope we get more of it in the future. Uh, we shall see, though. Um, 
anyways, can't wait to hear the discussion uh, oh, this gosh. week. I'm very interested to hear everyone's thoughts. Hope you guys all loved it as much as the village did, it looks like. Uh, but yeah, can't wait for the show. All right, talk to you guys soon. Mm. Bye. God, the love for Dune. There's more love for this movie than I think any other movie we've covered in our entire existence. I really couldn't believe the rewatches that were flowing in. Mm -hmm. A lot of it. There's probably more rewatches than first watches, you know, of like multiples. People are watching it like two or three times. But you're right. You're probably right, yeah. I don't know. I think it's fascinating that HBO Max ended up creating such strong buzz for this movie. I don't know if that would have happened if it was just a theatrical release. Like, I see this a lot when people talk about pirated comics where they find out that, you know, so-and-so was downloaded like 100,000 times. And they 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 say this is like, well, that's $100,000 sales. That's 100,000 sales lost. No, it's not. Not, you know, 98% of those people probably were not going to buy your product. They're just mm-hmm. reading it and downloading it because they can and it's free. So I don't know... I, I would love to know what this movie would have done with no HBO mm. Max. You know, maybe it would have added twenty more million dollars or something like that, and then it would have been officially greenlight. I don't know. It would have been interesting to find out. I mean, you are paying fifteen bucks a month for HBO Max anyway, so maybe it would have translated. Who knows? Final VM. Not sure if he's even still conscious after the discussion. Let's find out. Proto, Danny, Slim, it's H. Mm, he's here. I'm just, I'm like on pins and needles over here. I'm <laughs> so much more nervous about how you guys will react to the film than I was even about how I would react to the film or, <laughs> or the general world. Um, I, I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm sure it's all going to be good. It's oh a my. it's a good movie, and I hope you had fun with it. Agree. I really hope that you enjoyed it, Slim. <laughs> speaking to you right now, um, I respect you. Whatever your final determination is, um, at least they didn't say Muadib. Uh, never uttered in the film, so hopefully that that worked for you. Um, thanks for everything you guys do all the time. Uh, you guys are always the standard by which we are all measured. We love you. Cheers. Love you too, H. We made it through. We always make it through together. You know, these are just film opinions. You know? It's not the end of the world. Maladib. One other thing, one negative comment I want to make. Uh, (laughs) Get it in there real quick. The still suits. Yeah. The same line I had had trouble with in the Lynch movie uh, where Max von Sydow was like, hmm, you've worn a still suit before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) They do it in this movie too. It's a no. leather suit. There's no designation. They're like, oh shit, you've known, you've worn this before. T- Timothy's delivery. No, first time. <laughs> I thought of you right away, Slim. I couldn't believe when that she was said in the this. line. I was like, oh my God, I need to see Slim's face when he sees this one. <laughs> I was like looking around in my theater, <clears throat> waiting for someone to also look at me and like, you know, I can't believe they just said that. Yeah. You're wearing it like, desert man. style. I would, yeah, but it's like a strap over their ankles. Like he he tied a strap around his ankle, so automatically he's an expert in a leather suit. Delete this. Mm. Listen, it's over. We don't have to ever talk about this again. Proto gave it five stars or four stars, right? Four star- yeah, that's a positive. <laughs> yeah, it was a. Yeah, I'm a good. I'm yeah. the good guy here. I'll be the bad yeah. guy. It's fine. Let me be the bad guy.
He's like the Dark Knight at the, the end of that movie. You know, he's he's hobbling next, uh, running away, and Gordo is making that speech. You know, he he'll be the uh, whatever that line is, hero. <laughs> Whatever that line is, that famous line that we all know, we'll chase him because uh, he knows we have to. And then he rides off in the the light. Mm. We have a, we still have a lot of stuff to announce here. Danny's oh, got a business. <laughs> we got business to take care of. My God, gosh. damn, long night. So we have uh, Halloween is over. Halloweenies month. We have plans for November. <laughs> it's a long night. I'm sorry. We have plans for November. Danny somehow mm-hmm. has ended up being the first movie Again. pick for every month for the last year. And <laughs> Danny told us that I'm bringing a guest on. Mm-hmm. I don't give an F. And Perk yeah. and I were like, okay. So we don't even know the movie. We don't know the guest. We don't know Danny's schemes. So I think it's Unreal. time to find out more info. Uh, Proto planning uh, this next month. He dropped kind of like a fall vibes month. And of course, I am all about fall vibes, you know? Um, this, is my, this is my favorite time of year. It's the time when I get to watch my favorite movies. Um, so, the fall vibe movie and guests. You've got mail <laughs> with my dear wife, Casey. Oh, my God. Okay, what? Okay, okay. Excuse okay. me. It's time. Dang. Oh, wait, Casey you didn't say sleepless on. in Seattle. You said no, 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 no. you've got mail. Okay. <laughs> you've got mail with my dear wife, Casey. Uh, and we're going to talk about one of our favorite movies, one of our fall vibe movies. I mean, we watch this every November uh, for as long as I can remember. Love this movie. So I'm excited to, to kick off this November. My God, this is how we heal. This is great. This is this the is healing we need. Mm-hmm. Tom. After 2021's Dune. Tom and Meg. Meg. It's time. Nora Ephron. Meg. (laughs) Casey and Chad, I'm ready to help recover everyone from the Dune app. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You've got mail, babe. I don't know if I've seen this movie in the last 30 years. So maybe I have no recollection. I think they do email. and And you don't have a review or a saying that you watched it. Wow. And Proto only has that he watched it. So I'm very <gasps> oh, excited. Oh, God. I know there's no way he's getting out of not watching that movie with Jenna. Oh, God. Oh, Jenna's been waiting for this mo- I, moment. She's I'm, always been saying, why do you guys pick such bad movies? It's time, <laughs> Jenna. When I tell her we're watching this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you have it. I'm excited to watch that. I'm excited to finally put Casey under the lights for a few topics. Under this. A few yeah, topics I had to ask Casey oh, about, and now yeah, we'll get yeah. it on the record officially. So stay mm-hmm. tuned. Record it's it. time. Proto, we did it. The most anticipated movie of the last 21st century. We've made it through. Uh, please take us into next week. All right. So, you know, I tried to add some levity early on with a joke. I've got two more, two more jokes. <laughs> okay, let's so go. These are just, you know, yeah, I'm workshopping here. I'm not okay. a comedian. How does a cow call shotgun in an ornithopter? How? Mu-i-deeb. Okay. Okay. That's the first one. Okay. Um, second joke. 
on Caladan, the Atreides do not have cocktail hour, but desert hour. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Seventy Millimeter is a tape deck production with original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual guidance provided and Viger, the robot who loves movies, created by Protolexis. Producer Emeritus Dale underscore A. Transcripts provided by Sophie Shin. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. Support our Patreon for access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends and access to exclusive episodes, discounts on merch, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com. Goodbye. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. 